I'm Karen Wilson, and this is your Marketing Minute. Nothing frustrates a customer more than walking up to the door of a business, pulling on the door, and finding it locked. Ugh. Whether it's a change of hours, staff shortages, sickness, or weather, communicate those changes to your customers as much as possible and in as many ways as possible. Start with a voicemail message on your phone. Update that when things are out of the norm so callers will know why you aren't answering. Utilize social media, but don't only use social media. Yes, post to all the media you use, but don't think all your customers will see that. Of course, post a message on your physical door with an apology, a reason for being closed, and if possible, when you will reopen. If you have a business where people book appointments or have reservations, call them. That seems like a no-brainer, but it isn't always done. So whatever your situation, remember to be sympathetic to your customers' needs and expectations. You can't over-communicate changes enough and use all the resources you have. I'm Karen Wilson with Ben Lomond Connect, and this is your Marketing Minute. Welcome to the mini podcast of the BLC Connection. Let's get connected today with Caney Fork. Our guest is General Manager Bill Rogers and Assistant GM Ben Newman. Welcome to the BLC Connection. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Happy to have you both here today. Uh, we've got lots to, to talk about, but the first, let's start, Bill, with kind of the, the beginning of Caney Fork in our service territory. Okay. Uh, Caney Fork was formed back in 1940. Uh, when the rural residents were, were desiring central station electrification. And so a lot of folks got together and, and formed the co-op. Uh, the early funding came through the rural, administra- rural Electrification Administration, which was part of the USDA. It was all part of the New Deal. Uh, and so those folks got together, and the first lines were energized in 1942. Wow, so quite some years you all have been in the territory. I know uh, Ben Lomond also got their start around a few years after that uh, due to the rural electrification that also helped bring phone lines into the area, but many, many years of service in our area. Yes. And, um, Bill, you said uh, we, we've done a previous uh, interview, and you've been at the company for quite some time yeah, 36 now. 36 years. 36 years. So, uh, And you're getting ready to turn the reins over to, to Mr. Newman here. Yes. Uh, May, Mid-May is going to be my, my last days, and, and then Ben will take it from there. Mm-hmm. Bill said he'll take my calls, though, after that. <laughs> That's a, a lifeline that you need at that point. You know, your first day can be a little bit, first week or so can mm-hmm. be a little bit intimidating, I'm sure. Yes. But you've been actually at Caney Fork for a while now. Uh, tell me, though, how, how you kind of came to Caney Fork. Well, I practiced law for 12 years. Part of that was representing utilities. Um, my father represented McMinnville Electric and still does. Um, I was on the board there for a couple of years and uh, started representing Caney Fork Electric about three years ago as their corporate counsel. And then um, through that, got to know a lot more about it. Bill announced his uh, retirement coming up, and so the board decided to go out for uh, someone to replace him. And so I applied, interviewed, was um, blessed enough to be chosen. And so I've been working there since June of 21. 
Did your wife think that was a big jump when you said, honey, I think I'm going to stop practicing law and go over uh, into the utility business? Yeah, you know, it it is a really big career shift. Um, But I think, you know, I've got experience with the city of McMinnville being uh, on the city council there for eight years, the last two as mayor there. Um, really gave me a lot of experience to do this. Mm-hmm. Putting out fires, helping put out fires at the city, mm-hmm. um, is was a was a good experience for me. So she was she was behind me. Uh, we talked about it a lot and thought about it and thought this was the best thing for our family. And you mentioned uh, off. Uh away from the the mic here that you have uh, electricity in your veins as far as through your your dna with your grandfather that's right uh edley newman was hired uh back in 1942 at caney fork uh, started off as a project manager for getting lines out and then a little bit later hired as the general manager where he served for almost 30 years mm-hmm. um, i've had uh, linemen in my family my uncle uh, ed newman was a lineman, his two sons, uh, Glenn and George. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot a lot of family, and, and Glenn's son, uh, Clint, is a lineman. Okay, so yeah, it's still still part of your family, a big part of that. And every time you meet, bring up Mr. Edley's name, now I think of delicious barbecue, too. So That's right. you guys are all over the place, aren't you? That's right. <laughs> um, so, you know, when talking about uh, critical services, Caney Fork always comes to mind with electricity. What does customer support? look like at Caney Fork when a storm has knocked out um, a large portion of the territory? Okay, when when bad weather hits, be it an ice storm, tornado, uh, whatever it may be, then then we have a, a written plan called our emergency restoration plan that we enact that, that assigns tasks uh, to each employee there, and each employee just falls in to, to do their part of that. Uh, you know, the, the folks up front, uh, cashiers, accounting, they're taking outage calls. Uh, those outage calls are then filtered to operations. Uh, operations uh, diagnosis where the problems are, then dispatches the linemen and all the field personnel to to get out and, and try to uh, you know do reconnaissance and repair of the of the power lines. Uh, once those outages are, are restored, then those come back we do our best to try to get back in touch then with our members and make sure that and confirm that they are back on uh, i call it occasionally organized chaos there's a lot of things going on in the office to make that happen uh, we have uh, other needs i mean if this goes you know a, a multi-hour even a multi-day then we're looking at possibly getting meals out in the field to our people mm-hmm. uh, to help uh, it may be bringing mutual aid in from other uh, utilities, and, and then that brings on housing, laundry, again, meal service, and all the things that it takes to make that happen. And, and everybody has their job, and, and I don't have to tell anybody what their job is. They, they know that. Everybody's been there. They've been through these. And, and when the phone starts ringing off the hook and, and people are out, then our folks go to work and and they really shine in, in, in getting these folks restored. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, a lot of uh, experienced employees over the years uh, really know their stuff there at Caney oh, yeah. Fork and are used to dealing with uh, customers in a crisis because electricity can be 
uh, a crisis for for us when we do not have that. Being as somebody new coming in, um, and also you're you're kind of in the seat of being. Uh, a new employee per se, um, how do y'all prepare your employees for uh, this, whether it's safety or, or helping them with uh, family situations, I guess, or, or talk to us about that. Well, we have monthly safety meetings uh, with our linemen, and so uh, we, have, we have training with that. Um, and just going through these things, we're supposed to have, if we don't have an outage, um, we're supposed to um, conduct a mock outage Mm -hmm. and uh, we don't have to do that because we have outages every year Mm -hmm. it seems sometimes multiple times a year so our employees are trained through that um, as well Mm -hmm. and bill we talked on our table talk episode earlier about major outages due to weather go through some of the the history i guess in your tenure your 37 years some of the biggest ones that you can recall well no doubt the worst one was the ice storm of 98 uh we we were it was just before christmas break or before we were going to go home for christmas uh we get christmas eve and, and christmas office holidays and it was there was the last day we were working before the christmas break and it had been raining all day and about the time it was time to go home all that rain started turning to ice and we brought everybody back in uh, we started trying to uh, uh, restore but as soon as we would get one thing on three more would go out and it was fighting a losing battle but uh, that was again the worst one we've ever had it took us seven days to get everyone restored we had a lot of damage a lot of broken poles we had to completely rebuild a line up to our members on top of rocky river mountain mm-hmm. uh, had to get a rock digging truck from middle tennessee electric membership corporation in here to help with that uh, and, and that was our emergency restoration plan in full force between all the mutual aid. I mean, some of our ladies in the office were doing laundry for those guys, uh, getting hotel rooms, uh, coordinating meals, like I said, all those things that go into that. And, and I want to tell you, uh, one thing in our business, you know, our linemen say it's always better to go help someone in need than it is to need the help yourself. And that's true. And when you're sitting there over the, over the time of Christmas and you look up and you see a face that you've never seen before, it's an alignment that le- left their family in another community to come help you, uh, that means so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're always appreciative of, of the brotherhood of the linemen out there and their willingness to, to leave their family and come help when things are, when things are dire. Mm-hmm linemen are you see uh, things on I think there's a lot of appreciation for linemen and all the workers and utilities but they are the ones you think of being away from their families out in the cold uh, the weather uh, and things like that places that we don't want to be we want to be snuggled with our family uh, back at the house but they're out trying to restore our power for us and kind of the unsung unsung heroes of of uh, the world i think um is there anything customers can do to make outages i guess less likely or to prepare for um, an outage especially when you know bad weather is coming well I, i would say day in and day out the best thing that our members can do to try to prevent an outage is to work with us on our right of way maintenance uh, we have roughly a $2 million a year right-of-way budget uh, that we manage. And, of course, we're out trimming trees. We're uh, doing all the things we can do to try to keep the lines as clear as we can. 
can you always cut enough right away? No, because you can never tell when a tree is going to fall out of the woods or from up on a hill. But, but just working with us on our right away program would be one thing. And then trying to make sure if, if they're on home, if they have overhead electrical service, just making sure the trees around that overhead conductor are, are trimmed up as, as much as they can be. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be the big thing I would and say. I would add a little bit to that. Um, when you're planting trees, don't plant trees under power lines. We, we see it happen from time to time and um, just making sure you're you're concerned about where you're planting it make sure it's not going to get next to power lines. Right sometimes we forget how large things like that tend to grow and you may uh, hopefully the tree's going to be there uh, 30, 40, 50 years and beyond uh, and what was quite a distance from a line when you first initially planted it uh, and, and also I guess even if you have keeping them trimmed mm-hmm. where they're not falling on lines and, and creating havoc in your, your house and neighbors homes and things like that. Um, so in case of bad weather and, and during outages, do customers always need to report it? Or uh, sometimes I feel like Caney Fork's basically telepathic and they're supposed to know when I'm out. But that's not necessarily the case. Well, while, while we have infrastructure in place that we can use to, to, to see if you have service, it, it only answers a question if asked. It doesn't automatically report if it goes out. So always the best thing to do is call in and let us know. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the best thing because, uh, you know, if we're not at the office uh, answering the phones, then the we use the the call center here at Ben Loman uh, to take our overflow and after hours calls. So there's somebody that you're gonna get to talk to somebody one mm-hmm. way or the other. Mm-hmm. The um, to find out what number you need to call in case your power goes out. Each county <clears throat> has a different line. So go to CaneyForkEC.com, mm-hmm. and there's lists there that tell. For which county you're in, what number to call. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I will say, you know, even if you you're, can't fire up your laptop or whatever at that moment, usually your phone's not out too. can look that up on your mobile device as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but lots of good resources. Now, I know here at Ben Lomond, we have a lot of people that like to uh, report outages and things like that on social media, which is an outlet, but it's not quite as dependable because there's just inundated, I guess, with messages and things like that. That's so correct. We do try to use Facebook to keep people posted on where we're working. The, the only thing is, you know, our, we have feeder lines that are 25 miles long, so we could be 20 miles away from your house doing something to get your power back on. You have no idea that's mm-hmm. going on. Right. And it makes people feel better, I guess, to get those updates and think, yes. okay, they're in Morrison or they're in Dibral. I know they're, they're on it. Uh, let's talk about solar a little bit. I know that's something that uh, this area is slowly getting more and more people to install solar panels. And what's some things to keep in mind uh, if you're considering adding those or building a new home? You know, we are your trusted energy advisor. Uh, part of our mission is to help people um, use a little bit less energy. As a cooperative, that's one of our principles. So um, we we would encourage people to come and talk to our member services and ask questions about what solar can and can't do. Um, sometimes people think they'll get, if they, if they hook up to solar, they may not get a bill anymore. And that's not necessarily true. If you're hooked up to us, you're still going to get a minimum bill every month. So we just want people to know and be aware of some things that solar can and can't do. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, I think that's something a good uh, point to bring up is your energy advisors. Um, they do an excellent job at coming to your house. Basically, I think, is it free of charge? Yes, free, that they free come? of charge. And, you know, they, they go on high bill complaints. They, they do energy audits. They do all those things. They use the, the data that we collect through metering to help people understand where their energy is going. And uh, probably that's been one of the biggest uh, tools we put in the toolbox in my tenure is, is the information we get through that automated metering. Mm-hmm. Advise on everything from insulation to windows yes. to anything you might be considering mm-hmm. uh, as far as energy efficiency. And sometimes there's even um, grants and things like that out there uh, at times to help at, with at those times, things. At times there's some loan programs that we're, we participate in through TVA mm-hmm. uh, with all that. So, yes, if you're, if you're in the market, you need a heat pump, you need – and you're one of our members or you need a water heater, just contact us and, and see what we may have available to help. I know during this time of the year, um, lots of businesses have to deal with customers during a time of crisis, whether it's a closing because of weather. Any uh, tips or takeaways you would give to to small businesses and how they deal with their customers during uh, a time of crisis? Be available. Uh, You know, be there, be there ready to answer the questions, be there ready to respond. You know, when our when our members are out, like I said in the in the earlier table talk episode, you know, we have a plan for how we go about that and and everybody knows their duty. So you just fall right in and, and do that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like have that emergency plan ahead of time. No mm-hmm. matter how small the business, it's always good to have a plan in yeah. place. I know you said you had worked uh, at your law offices and things like that over the years. I'm sure uh, during times, and especially during the pandemic and things like that, we're used to kind of being without employees, things of that nature, and lots of small businesses uh, closing the doors and things things like that for, you know, temporarily a day or two. But um, I'm sure just getting that message out there to your customers is key. Yes. Yes, it is. You know, we try to stay, we try to inform our our members when we're closing the lobby, for example. Um, We've had, you know, sometimes we have sickness run through our office and we have to consider whether we're going to close the office, uh, the lobby or not. And uh, luckily, lately, we haven't had to do that. Um, But if we ever do, we, we post that and let people know. Well, thank you, Bill and Ben, both for being our first guest on this special business segment of the BLC Connection podcast. Uh, I'd like to invite our listeners to tune in in the future for episodes and share this content with other businesses. Until next time, thank you both gentlemen for keeping us connected. And this is the BLC Connection.